What's up, Harn Nation? I'm here with uh, Hunter and Bo today. We yo, just yo. wanted to uh, to get together and hopefully share some some tips, tricks, some nuggets, some wisdom, and a little bit of uh, the future direction of, of where Harness is heading. So let's start at the beginning, guys, since this is our uh, our first round. Let's let's just start with introductions. Cool. Bo, let's hear it. You're on. My name is Bo. Cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kinga, VP of Sales here, Harn Nation. What up? Um, met these guys at separate uh, intervals of my life. I met uh, Owen out on the East Coast while we were pillaging New Jersey for solar sails. <laughs> and then Hunter up in uh, dusty Fresno. Oh, can't say that. NorCal represent. <laughs> Great market. Love Fresno. We've all found ourselves in the nestle of Southern California in the stronghold of Harness mm. Nation. Was Hunter also pillaging when you found him? We were oh, he was pillaging. We were yeah. pillaging. Yeah. Yeah. He was pillaging. Yeah. He had a he might have had his exit plan dialed in, but while he right. was there, he was he was on. Gotcha. He was on. <laughs> Fresno sucks though. Yeah, it's not the most ideal place, you know. There's pockets where it's nice, but never seen that pocket. <laughs> We should go. But as far as solar goes, it's one of the best markets, biased opinion in the country, okay. for sure. Vacation nice. to Fresno? Yeah. Yeah, dude. yeah. yeah. It's great because there's so much there's so much dust, <laughs> dust up there on the panels that they actually blend into the roof. They're like camouflage. You know it's an awesome place when even the people from Fresno never say anything good about Fresno. <laughs> I've just never heard great things. But let's, let's get off. Yeah, let's right. divert from this we Fresno can, topic. We can, we can spend an hour, an hour and a half. We're supposed to be talking about both. You, you continue. Right. What do you got, Hunter, man? What's your role? Uh, how'd you get here? How do you know us? Give yeah. us the 411. Well, you know where I'm from, right? The the nestle beautiful place that is Fresno. But yeah, I started in solar about five, six years ago um, at Legacy, where that's where Bo and I met, mm -hmm. and uh, just pillaged the Fresno market for as long as I could. Uh, actually started a dealership with one of my good friends and uh, ran that for a while. Tried a Hawaii move right when COVID was landing and the wife and I were like, you mm. know, this would last a month. Not a bad place to be stuck. Right. Yes and no, it was pretty pretty strict. Anyway, so that lasted about nine, 10 months. And then uh, we moved back and just, we knew Orange County and we kind of were like, da, 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 da. No, I'm kidding. We actually found a house popped up in Dana and uh, it was a perfect fit. And then I was like, dude, you live in Dana? I was like, I do. What's up, dude? Let's serve. <laughs> and the rest is history. The, the, uh, the, the Harn House has a magnetic pull to people that enjoy solar, and surfing and stoking hard if you're within the 15 mile ratio you will find yourself just not even knowing you'll just be walking towards the harn house you don't even know it's an absolute fact it's like the nicest <laughs> for sure you show up you just show up well it's been uh it's been awesome to have you man i love that you moved to uh moved to dana and it was just what a what a great fit uh hunter's been a amazing addition to the to the team and we are happy to have papa hunter he's actually here uh, awaiting a third child, Jack mm. is on the way. About to be new baby daddy. If this if this podcast finished with only two people, y'all know what happened. I uh, know. Thanks for taking the time. On standby because Jack's coming. He's coming. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Oh, dude, up, tell Owen? us about yourself, dude. The man, the myth, the legend. Uh, Owen Santos, VP of Execution. Uh, I've been in this industry for about ten years. This industry being door to door sales. Uh, started in alarms and then or security sales, depending on who you ask. And then um, eventually got into solar with Trinity Solar out in, that's where we met out in, what was that, 2017? Early 17, I think. Yep. Yeah. And good, then ended up ended up back in the back in the land of milk and honey, linked up with you, thank God, after um, 
started my own little venture, which was fun while it lasted, and saw saw a beautiful exit, which was Harness, mm. and merging the two companies. My company at that point was called Olympus Solar. Mm -hmm. Merging that with Harness, man, as you know, has been uh, one of the most fun experiences I think either one of us has had to date in our mm. careers. Hands and down. Couldn't, couldn't be more stoked about it. And then I just met Hunter through you. You have mm. a way of bringing people together like that, and I know I do as well. I think we all do, and I think Dan does as well, and that's what makes uh, part of what makes Harness so special so far. Absolutely. And that nice warm harn bosom the nestle of sorts <laughs> just the biggest tightest family it Love feels it. warm it does it feels good it feels warm it feels warm it feels like uh you know walking downstairs on christmas morning with your family you're linking arms the fire's roaring there's presents you're just happy <laughs> every day it's just every Except day it's like 100 I... juiced up sales people <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes what i want to know is how did we all get into sales? Like that's always mm. the funnest stories. Like Ooh. what? Like who recruited you? What was your story? What were you doing beforehand? Like what was the propeller that got you into the industry? Yeah, I I, I learned from a very little known name, Tony Robbins. Never personal, heard of, never heard of never. Per, personally, you know, found him. We spent a lot of time together. <laughs> Let me speak as his events. <laughs> he lets you jump on his trampoline, <laughs> whacking those things together. Uh, no man, I got in. Uh, I was it was in uh, Phoenix trying to extend my. My short-lived pro baseball career, trying to find <laughs> uh, find places to stay in shape and uh, and uh, get looks. And I had a buddy, uh, Riley Traveler, came out, played golf with me. He was up from Tucson. I hadn't seen him since graduation day of high school. Um, and he came up. He's like, "Let's just play golf. I haven't seen you." Oldest not, trick in the book. Got me, got me on the, the got me on the tenth hole. It was the same thing. Uh, yeah, I take my shoes off. Yeah, any aggressive, <laughs> any slow played me too. First of all, worst golfer at that point. He's bad life. at everything. Uh, he's put a <laughs> not paid, recruiting. He's apparently paid, he's paid on the top tracks. He's paid a lot of money to to. He's like Charles Barkley's yeah. swing. I mean, it was so bad. He was taking divots with his driver, full swing. Uh, I was embarrassed to be on the course with him. Honestly, I'm surprised I didn't leave because I knew people and they knew me. Um, <laughs> But uh, by about the 10th hole, he slow played me and started talking about uh, solar and, you know, we were, we're giving people solar systems and nothing out of pocket and they save money. And actually, you're able to make, you know, some money doing it. And I said, how much money? And he said, you know, I don't know, $3,000 a week. And I was like, you're, so you're talking about millionaire money. <laughs> Instantly, yeah. Three thousand equals a million. Yeah. You, so you're a millionaire. You have a Bugatti. And uh, I just, I draw. He said, "Don't quit your job." We're on a hiring freeze. Shout out to Chris Johnson, the the recruiter at Solar City, who let me through the gates uh, during a three month hiring freeze they were mm. on, uh, because uh, Riley told me not to quit my job. The next day, I resigned from my position mm. as a bartender and server at a sushi place. And uh, you've always been good at following directions. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. God bless. He said, "There's we'll no way." Amen. Amen. He's like, "We're not kidding. Like, it wasn't a, a ploy. Like, we really can't hire you." And I just said, "Tell me where the office is, where the manager lives, and I'll take care of the rest." Like, I, I want to do this. Met a guy named Curtis Taylor. Shout out Seawood, my uh, my first manager. Another Idaho, uh, Southern Idaho guy. Um, he'd been in the industry forever. He was one of the best people in the world to learn from. Man, carried himself with a big presence. Um, at that time he was running the number one team at solar city up in Phoenix and just had a way about him, man. He was one of the coolest people to learn from. And I think that, uh, one thing you'll find as we go through this, and I'm excited to hear your guys' stories as well is uh, a lot of us that have made it, made it in the industry pretty far and we're really blessed with, with great leadership. I was talking to Landon this week and he got brought on by John Frampton was his very mm -hmm. first manager. So high, uh, high class people produce other high class people. And I think that's part of what we want to talk about today. So For sure. I'll post that over to you, Hunter. What about you, Hunty? Cool. 
cool. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I was actually uh, one of those kids that just was not gifted in school. I tried my tried my earnest best, I will say, and got booted. They're like, "Listen, this kid sucks." I had a I had an accumulative GPA of below the threshold, which I don't want to say. It's kind of embarrassing, and that was with me trying. Nice. Booted me for three semesters. I was newly married, so I moved back to the beautiful city of Fresno, California, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What's the next move?" I wanted to go into farming. If you know anything about Fresno, farming is a uh, Farming's like the move up there. Get your car hearts on. Get my car hearts on. <laughs> Got a brand new combine harvester. I'll give you the key. <laughs> um, no, I can see it. You I can see it. Yeah. I can picture that. I, uh, it was a grind. So I actually was teaching swim lessons. And one of my students' uh, dad was a farmer. And I was just like, hey, can I chat with you after his kid's lesson? And I was like, I want to get into farming. He was like, cool. Me, my dad, and my brother have like a family farm that's been in the farm for generations. Like, we'll kind of mentor you. So mm. I was like, rad. I just, uh, they said they were on a hiring freeze though. <laughs> they did not. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Uh, they did. It was just a joke. Yeah, yeah, right. Farming, just no recruiting. And like... Anyway, so uh, I quit. I quit. I, I finished this, the summer teaching swim. You, you left a kid in the pool. <laughs> I was like, no you floaties, got this, bro. No floaties. <laughs> Following your heart, dude. Shout out to uh, the dad over here. You got this, bud. Just keep going. I'm out. No, um, I was out. I, I uh, went under his wing. He was a very cool guy. And he just had me do all of the part of my French bitch work to learn the ropes. Mm. I was seven days a week, 12 to 14 hours a day for almost two years. My mm. wife and I rarely saw each other because mm. she worked in, uh, as a medical assistant. And during the spring, when the bees are pollinating the, the trees, we have to spray them with, you know, there's pesticides, herbicides, and also um, other chemicals. You can't spray during the day because the bees are out. You have to wait till the bees go to sleep. So we would like clock in at like 6 p.m. Mm. and then spray until like sunrise mm. nonstop. And that was for I three months of the year. You. Insane, dude. Yeah. It was an insane grind. And then I was in the shop and the, not during the harvest season, I was in the shop fixing all the equipment. Like he put me through the ringer of learning how to farm and run teams and fix equipment to cut down costs because I wanted to open my own custom harvesting business. And the, the overarching theme was dude, do you enjoy having a life? I was like, yeah. He's like, then get the hell out of farming. <laughs> Run. <laughs> yeah, dude. They all lived on these farmhouses right by the farm and they all just worked and their wives raised the kids. Very old fashioned, traditional lifestyle. And they're just breadwinners that grinded. And I was like, I respect that, but I want to have more of a work-life balance. So my wife was actually nannying at the time. It was just a serendipitous event of like me feeling like, okay, maybe this isn't the route to go. She was nannying for a regional manager for an alarm company. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, I think your husband would be good. Let me get an interview with him. And I've always been a diametrically opposed to door-to-door sales. Mm. Diametrically opposed. Both so uh, anyways, uh, at a point of like desperation, I was like, cool, I'll meet with this guy. And man, did he sell me. Mm. Oh, he sold me. <laughs> Honeywell equipment, you're going to do two gigs, uh, uh, panels. Like we have the best cameras, monitoring. All you're doing is putting a sign out for us. Oh, yeah, dude, the, 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 the whole <laughs> put a sign in your yard. We'll give you a free system. And I was like, we will? It's like easy. so naive. Everybody I was, can do I was bought in. And, um, <laughs> and then there was obviously an alarm. It's just like there's the upfront pay, then your back end. And mm-hmm. the upfront, I believe, was like 250 Oh, yeah. He was like, yeah. That was good for the industry. That's right. 50 bucks higher than I started. You're right, yeah. It's big moves. It was, it was a lot, but check this out, dude. He did the old, uh, he, he closed me hard. Looking back, he's like, because you're a, a friend, mm. I'm going to up your upfront pay to 350 I was like, 
I was like, babe, they are giving me the biggest hookup. So I signed her. Won't be rich, bitch. I'm like, we're gonna be. Just go shopping now, put it on the CC, babe. We're gonna be making buku bots. <laughs> so I signed up and did a did a did a summer there. I was actually the top rookie. I went out, took it so yeah. seriously. I was like, he gave me a script of a full sales process from door knock to oh, yeah. close, memorized it. And Alarms has that structure. Oh, this is one the, thing they did well. They have Ooh, a great structure. structure. And he even told me, he was like, you can't knock a door until you can pass off the script with 90% mm-hmm. accuracy. So mm-hmm. I went home, I memorized it, I'm practicing in the mirror. I was role playing in our apartment with, with my wife and she was laughing. I was like, this is serious. How like, nervous were you when you tried to do, pass that test where you had to stand up and get 90%? Oh, I was so nervous. Was it nervous. in front of the room or was it just in front yeah, of him? Yeah, it was in front of him and his co-regional and my manager. Oh, that, that, you're, you're, you're all right. pass that for so sure. So frightened. That's a big one. Pass it off, <laughs> win, top rookie. I love I love the, the guys I was with, but the pay wasn't as promised, you mm-hmm. know, and there's a lot of pay issues. So hopped over to solar and it's just been game over since and mm. uh, just taking the sales career seriously. And it's just fun progressing, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun career that provides longevity. That's what kept me out for so long. I was like, these guys just slam doors for two summers and then they go get a real job. Mm-hmm. Took me a good year or two to realize, no, nah, this is a career. This is the real job. This is the real job. <laughs> this is the end game. Absolutely. <laughs> Took it seriously. And At least for the next couple of years, right? For sure. Life's been great. But what about you, Al? I'm, I'm actually, I've, I've actually never heard this story. So it's I'm, funny I'm when pumped. you do these things, how you, we actually find things out yeah. about each other. We've been hanging out. And you're and like, oh, I actually like you. <laughs> Don't even know who each other are. I know. <laughs> right. we, we, we found each other's middle names out last week and it was it was, it was chaos it was, it was a very revealing session I, know, for sure. more so I, I look at you both differently but uh, so donald that's uh <laughs> the donald. all right bjorn pump the brakes <laughs> donald you're on mine was simple thank you i'm on uh mine was simple guys i um i played a little college basketball and then uh moved that was in virginia moved back to arizona to be with my really high school girlfriend and my high school friends that I felt like I didn't get to, to close that chapter with at that point. And really just kind of mess around, did some random odd jobs for three years. Uh, worked in a Mercedes Benz dealership, got keys to all their cars, drove them around all day, gassed them up. They never should have given me that at 20 years old. Mm. Shout out to uh, Scottsdale Schumacher, still the most fun job a 20 year old could have. <laughs> Unbelievable, I was driving around Lamborghinis and Ferraris because they would trade them in. And I'm driving two miles to the gas station every single day. Every, that was my whole job, just yeah. gas up those cars. Yeah, that thing is now a, a Walgreens or something because they went out of business. <laughs> no, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> I almost died every day, especially if it was raining. I mean, it's 50-50 if you yeah. come home from that. It's, for sure. It's, 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 it's great. I love yeah, it. It was great. But uh, quickly realized that you know, trying to crash Lambos every day wasn't my future. <laughs> and eventually really? got linked I up see. with <laughs> I got linked up with a college teammate. And he had a friend who was uh, coming out to Arizona for a preseason, alarm preseason, you know how that goes. And he's like, you'd be good at this, you should try it. And he was doing something similar back in, um, in Virginia. So he just basically gave me the referral. I went to uh, lunch with these guys, Del Falco's in uh, Scottsdale. If you guys haven't been, well, that's a good incredible stuff. Incredible spot. I'll pull out all the stops. These guys pull up in a G37S. They're like, I was 20, 23. They were probably 24, 25. They pull up in a G37S, they get out. And I've always been the believer that uh, what one man can do, another can do. Mm. You know, with the exception of jump from the free throw line or maybe throw a seventy-yard pass from your ankles or right. from your knees. I can do all those things. Yeah, I, I knew I you see. could. I can't. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's a factual statement. <laughs> right, but for the most part, I really believe what one person can do, another person can do if you get the right education. Hundred you know? percent. Why would them not me? Exactly. And so these guys stepped out, and I, they started giving me the pitch. And I was like, guys, just tell me what you made last year. Like, I knew it was door-to-door sales. I knew it was alarms. I wasn't mm-hmm. scared of that. But I was just curious, like, 
I knew it was going to be challenging, but what's what's the reward for this? And they showed me, as you mentioned, in alarms, you get your about 50% of your money on what's called a back end. And mm-hmm. if you have a bad manager, he takes half your back end and mm-hmm. you get a quarter of it. Mm-hmm. But um, they showed me their back end and they must have had a good manager because they had they, the one dude had a $90,000 back end. And I'm like, that's really good. This dude can do it. I can do it. Yeah. Where do I sign? So, I mean, before the lunch was even I'm over, yours. I was I was all in. And uh, I won't name any names or mention any specifics, but it actually didn't end up being a great situation. Pretty poor leadership uh, there. And for the, I think that really held me back at the beginning of my career. I had poor leadership in general. And I was a poor rep also. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And that actually gets me to where I wanted to go with you guys is what are some of the struggles uh, that we went through? And mine were immediate poor leadership. And I was absolutely terrible, terrible at this job. I was mm. the worst uh Worst rookie as opposed to Hunter's best rookie. I was the worst rookie in my company for three months and then ended up having a, a decent kind of back half of that for that first summer. And I really didn't figure it out um, at a high level, at a super high level until my third year. My second year was okay. I sold about just over 100, which is pretty decent for an alarm rep. Maybe the equivalent to probably installing, what do you think 100 alarms is? Probably installing like 30, 40 at a big solar company. Well, it's going to say dealer or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm talking big, big numbers. Let's talk big numbers for the sake of it. But uh, yeah, it was an average level second year. And then my third year, I just got bigger. Uh, I got bigger reasons, bigger causes, which is something I'll get into. And my girlfriend, my now wife, moved in with me. And uh, I became a leader in the industry for the first time. I recruited a bunch of dudes, did what every aspiring alarm manager does, you know, recruited a bunch of dudes. Um, I had a, a high level recruiter working with me at, at that point that who we all know very well. And he fed my office almost 100 people that that um, that summer. So I had all these people to take care of. I had my girlfriend, again, now wife living with me at the time. Mm. And so my reasons for success, and my causes for success just blew up out of nowhere mm-hmm. and so i went from average the the second year to world class that year and sold 352 which mm-hmm. probably only a few people in the country did no so wonder no no was... wonder you got the aforementioned guys back and that now it all makes sense hunter reps in the summer <laughs> she gotta go to go to war yeah, just about to 100 war people. We, we ended with 20. that is a battalion of sorts oh we had a battalion in el paso texas we were we were the troops out there office chance i would love to hear that just everyone else in the shared office spaces are just like every day around noon because you know where to building yeah let's go el paso let's go el paso because you were at alarms and most people don't know this i've been in them but you you descend upon an apartment complex and one of the apartments is your office Mm. so typically the entire complex ends up pretty much hating you even if you're nice and respectful there's only, only very you know, hundred alarm reps yeah. can only be so nice and so respectful. Right. It's like uh, you guys seen Caddyshack when when it's uh, when the pool got Caddy Day and they come mm-hmm. ripping through. They got one hour. Yeah, <laughs> duty. Yeah, that's pretty reference. savage. So that that's how I got into it and uh, segued right into really how how I did it first. I struggled until I got better leaders and, and better causes. Really. Mm. What, what about uh, what about you, Bo? We'll start with there. Talking I about know, trials I think you and did, tribulations. Yeah, I think you did well right off the bat, didn't you? Um, I did fairly well. I did okay, man. I did I did well enough in three or four months, and really built enough relationships mm-hmm. with uh, with with Curtis and uh, Riley, and and then they uh, they wanted to send us out at Solar City to uh, the East Coast. The Mid Atlantic was the twelfth out of twelve uh, least profitable markets. Um, they they so that's good. They coined they coined the starfish idea. If we could take you know mm-hmm. a few guys from the best office, such a crucial plan. Take uh, take one arm, you know that arm will grow back, mm-hmm. and then that new arm will grow another starfish in New Jersey. So there was about seven or eight of us that you know got sold across country. I'd only been doing sales for four or five months. Was not that great at it. Did enough to 
kind of, you know, show me that it was the real deal and see the potential in it. And I knew, uh, like I felt kind of when I went to my, my first year of college, uh, I went with no car, got dropped off with a bike back of the truck with my dad and, uh, you know, good luck, bud. But I knew I wasn't going back to Southern Idaho, uh, a loser or a tail between my legs. And every day I worked to, to, you know, make sure it happened. There was only one option. I think Leo Sageman said something I always remember, uh, no, uh, no plan B, just a hundred ways to make option A work. Um, and I felt like uh, this was an opportunity for me to go across the country. Didn't even have the gas money to get back, you know. So uh, the conquistador's mindset, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to leave, leave my comfortable nestle here in Phoenix and my friends. And uh, I just knew that if I wanted to be serious about this career, that I had to kind of cut ties and, and go all in with it. And I knew, you know, what I'd done in the past and how I've risen to multiple occasions. And um, so I wanted to force myself to do that. And went out there and uh we, we pause on that for a second because it's interesting you didn't most people don't have that opportunity when they get into solar and i think that's what makes alarm reps successful sometimes for sure. they leave their comfort zone 100 i know we did right but yeah, it's, you it's, ship it's, out it's, it's interesting you had the same opportunity yeah right? it's, it's very rare i mean it's very rare i don't see a lot of offices um or in, in any industry you just be like hey you guys live in fresno do you guys mm -hmm. want to uproot your life and just right. you know go to this new market and, and i think people have to realize that if, if they don't have that they have to have that mentality like you almost have to create that for yourself in your own nestle you like, like stop talking leave, to your friends yeah like leave your nestle yeah. or create that create that lack Mindset. of comfort zone for yourself super way harder to do it when you're you know you have friends calling you or mm -hmm. you're in the same uh same routines going to the same places seeing yep. the same people it's really hard to break out so you're trying to become so a different person in right? the same in, in the, the same, same body place, yeah in right? the same body with the same people around potentially still living at your parents house if you're real young in this industry right a lot of those alarm kids they leave their parents house and that's the first place they go right is el paso texas to go bang doors for something right and they, they don't want to be, be, have the worst day that means you don't get to play fifa first right you know so <laughs> you, you gotta you go out and produce so you can get on thing. get on the yeah. sticks early um but yeah man I, I got out there and um of the eight people we were all promised equal opportunities i was the the youngest one in the in the market, but I took it really seriously. I went out there and did, you know, four or five in the first two weeks, mm -hmm. um, you know, new territory, knew nothing, but just was, was working, working the hours, really working hard. And, uh, I got, I got looked over on the first round of promotions, to be honest, everybody got an ADM or a DM spot, but me and one other guy. And at that time I was, you know, top, top of the group and, uh, really got me disgruntled, um, you know, up, uprooted and, and the, the close relationship I had with uh, my leader at that time and, you know, promises that were, were, uh, were made. Um, and it really messed with me, man. It was a, a hard month. And plus I was living in a uh, three bedroom apartment in Voorhees, New Jersey with, I think at 1.6 people, you know, five people, double bunk beds. Uh, it was with my dog and my girlfriend at the time, uh, sharing one car. So it was a, you know, it was not a great situation. Um, and to be overlooked like that definitely <clears throat> threw me for a, you know, 30 day, uh, 30 day, uh, it made it tough, made it tough to, to, to get going and restart that motor. And it's probably the best thing ever happened to you though. Uh, for or sure. one of them, right. Cool. I'm sure it helped. Definitely. I think, uh, um, the same thing happened to me in baseball, man. I got a crazy story. I, 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 I rode the bench, uh, when I went to Western Oregon, uh, barely made the bus, the traveling team. Didn't start the first like six games. The guy in front of me uh, uh, went 0 for 22 with like five mm -hmm. strikeouts. 
Uh, I was chasing foul balls. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was, you know, running down every fly ball that went, you know, in the stands. I was racing the other team behind the backstop, just trying to do something to earn my way on the field. I was yeah. trapped. Look how uh, fast I am with these yeah. fly balls. <laughs> one, one time, there was time a, me. the coach is watching the game. You're racing yourself behind <laughs> yeah. the stands. We were, we were, uh, we were at UCSD and uh, playing the Tritons and uh, first first series of the year, like like Western Oregon always does. And there was a, the other team had picked up on me hustling to go get them. Mm -hmm. So they were chippy. And so they started doing the same thing. They had guys that were like racing nice. out there and there was a foul ball directly back. So straight back, uh, right behind the umpire. And I take, so off. it's like even on both sides. Yeah. And gotcha. I got, I'm all, we got this like six, seven pitcher. You got the goosebumps going, don't you? Yeah. I, I, this, I got <laughs> this. It's going to be good. You got the goosebumps going. I got this here. I got this six, seven pitcher, uh, uh, my man, my, my big Z, my dog. And I'm on his foot like a starting block because he mm -hmm. had a foot that was massive. And I uh, I sprint, I take off in the back. He's coming, I'm coming, we're coming full speed. So I slide to slow myself down, take his legs out. Nice. Beautiful. He goes up over the top. There's Ooh. dust everywhere. We both get up awkward. We don't even say anything <laughs> to each other. Wasn't even in the I game. Run, uh, <laughs> I, run, I run back to the dugout. He runs back to the Who dugout. Who the ball? Left the ball. Oh. Nobody got it. So the umpire had to walk back there and grab the ball. My coach at the time, and I can't wait to talk to him. I hope to have him on one of these podcasts. Uh, J-Rob, I want to I want to talk to you sometime. But uh, uh, he comes in and he's just like, he's like, what just happened? <laughs> so I got taken off foul ball duty. I couldn't even, I, not only could I not play, but now, I, now I, I was relinquished. The only thing I could do. And shout out to AJ Royal, the guy that was playing in front of me, 0 for 22, 6Ks, really just not competing at the plate. Sorry, buddy. And, uh, and they, put, they, they, put me, they put me in. And uh, he's like, you don't have to go three for three or four for four. But um, and before that game, my whole point, point was before I got on the bus that day, I called my dad. I had a cup of coffee. I'll never forget. I was walking around the outside of the bus where he got on. And I told him, I was just like, for whatever reason, my confidence was just surging. The way I was taking batting practice, the way I was seeing the ball. The just because you ran that kid over? Uh, no, this was, yeah, this was a couple games after that. So gotcha. this, was, this, was, this was well after that. But the way I was hitting and just my confidence, I told my dad, I was like, I'm the best hitter on this team by far. I'm going to break my finger at the end of this game if I don't play. I'm going to take a medical red shirt. I'm going to transfer. I'm not going to lose a year over this. And I'm definitely not going to ride the pine because mm -hmm. I know for certain my certainty was so high. And you guys know how what happens when, when my certainty starts getting all torqued like that. When Bo's on, Bo's watch on. out. Yeah. So I get in there and, and I show up to the yard that day. My coach goes, you don't have to go three for three. You don't have to go four for four, but just have quality at bats. I went two for three, three for four, two for three. Led the league in hitting that year. Next year, led the league in hitting home runs, RBIs, whatever. I still carry like five, six, seven divisional records there. And got a $1,000 scholarship. Thanks, Western. Wow. Probably the cheapest Ooh. deal in, uh, in college baseball history. <laughs> um, but uh, that same kind of feeling I had to make a, to circle back when I was, when I was, uh, I had a same similar call with my dad. I'll never forget. I was walking around mm -hmm. the apartment com complex. And I just told him, like, I'm the best, you know, I'm the best solar salesperson here. I got overlooked and like, I'm going to, you know, same kind of feeling. I had the same kind of juices and I knew I wasn't, wasn't uh, going to leave. I had to make it work. So just kind of got forced that crossroads of, you know, this is hard. I've been passed over, you know, I haven't gotten what I think I deserve. And, and, you, you know, I dug deep in both situations and found my certainty of self and, and, you know, what I believed I could create and went out there and, and made it happen. I think a few months later I got promoted to ADM, 15 bucks a kilowatt, baby. Oh, dude, <laughs> for, bigger, that was bigger than my first DM job. First override was, <laughs> you know, first override was like 250 bucks. And I thought it was the coolest guy in the world. Yeah. Um, that but, first override is nice. It though. is, oh, man. You, it was off of Riley, too. Like, it was my co-manager. Yeah. So, yeah, what's up, Riley? <laughs> first override, you get that, you're just like, it's real. Yeah. Like, it's real. It's like a peep behind I mean, the curtain. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, and it also, for me, it showed like, 
there was a path beyond there was a path of where I could earn income beyond just my personal sales. Mm-hmm. And then I've quickly realized that I love pouring into people even more than I love selling myself. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it was, I remember my first overwrite check as well. It was a pretty That's special solid. feeling. It's beautiful. Thanks cool. Riley. We appreciate it. But that was it, man. <laughs> um, that conquistador mindset and kind of that feeling of being passed up, knowing, knowing that you have more to offer, knowing that mm-hmm. they haven't seen the best side of you yet and operating from a certainty of, you know, I'm going to act as if it, it's already happened, already real and, um, you know, unwavering. Uh, I think that's an interesting thing too. Granger talks about the dark side, like Tim Granger, Jordan and Kobe's trainer. Mm-hmm. If you, you guys have read the books, but Grover, right? Yeah. Or yeah, Grover, not Granger. Yeah. I was thinking about Granger oh. over, over yeah. at Trinity. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the dark side was always powerful for me as well, man. I think that there's like, I think you have to find out what, what emotion you operate your best in. And for me, oftentimes it was anger, it was fury, it was rage, it was that that focused fury. Some of my biggest days on the doors when I was the most pissed off. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's gonna operate that way, but uh, for me, it definitely was. Playing with a chip on your shoulder is huge, man. And, sure. and the the first time, first time I remember getting that, it's so crazy how the world just like connects, you know, full circle at some points. Riley's dad mm-hmm. was the 11 year old coach. Yeah, I remember uh, hearing this. Wow. So really? I, I moved my family. My mom moved to Arizona. I picked up baseball there and wasn't wasn't good. My first uh, my first Mountain Point Pony League game. I had a bandana on, cargo shorts. I think Tevas and socks. I tagged somebody with my glove with the ball in my hand like it was bad, dude. I almost didn't go back. <laughs> Everybody's laughing at me. These kids are serious, dude. They're like Oakley's on, like taping their wrists. Like they're 12 year olds ready Oakley's, to go. Huh? They are ready to go. And uh, they, my mom talked me to go back. She's like, we don't have much to do. Like, give this thing a shot. We'll get you some some batting lessons and you can figure it out. So I went to this place called Arizona World of Baseball. They just started it. And I went, dude, every day, like seven days a week for like 400 days. I went there for two hours, like my daycare. Mm-hmm. And I just go in there and I just hit baseballs, hit baseballs for two hours, three hours until my hands were raw. And uh, came back to Idaho. My mom gave me a, the option at the end of the year. Should we stay here in Arizona with just the two of us or go back to Idaho with the family? And 12 years old, you know, part of my baseball mind wishes I would have stayed and seen what happened. Because at the end of my, my year, I got most improved on the league. I, uh, they asked me to play on the traveling, like represent Arizona on the, the, the 12-year-old mm-hmm. team, which was a huge, huge honor. And uh, I said, no, I want to go home. And I go back home to Twin Falls, Idaho, 40,000 people. Mm-hmm. Immediately try out for baseball. Uh, Riley's dad's the coach, and um, apparently I can be I can represent the state of Arizona as a twelve year old, but I can't play for the best team in my hometown of Twin Falls, Idaho. They were that stacked, apparently, and uh, it it's just one of those things, man. I got overlooked. It was very political where I where I grew up was a very uh, religiously you know one sided area, and increasingly more so. And uh, I think that definitely had something to do with it. Something they, they kind of had the roster pick before I got there, and uh, I just went off on that B team. I mean, I hit. 13 home runs or something. I just like, you got to play the, the cards you're dealt. That's right? it. But had a, had a chip on my shoulder the entire time. And I think I carried that, you know, to that first conversation that I had outside of the bus, knowing mm-hmm. that I'm getting overlooked right now, but I know who I am and what I'm capable of. And I think that was the first time I like learned that, like really had a, right. really had a kind of had my face rubbed in it. And it was like, all right, you're going to get up or, you know, do you, are you going to believe who I say you are? And, and uh, I think, I think that really was the first time. And I carry, I never forgot about that. Every bat I had, every practice I had, I mean, to this day, I still have a, a uh, little bit on my shoulder. And the craziest part was Riley was the one that brought me into the solar business. So now I get to I get to see Mike yeah. at his wedding, and um, you know uh, he's a su- super nice guy. Um, but very interesting how things just go full circle. And uh, I appreciate I appreciate both of them for that. You know, obviously Riley for getting me in the business, and uh, I appreciate Mike for for uh, 
for for showing me in, for the first time I remember like who I am and what I'm capable of by right. by trying to take it away from me. Oh, I've yeah. seen it go both ways, right? You've I've heard that not that story, but I've heard situations where it's like, dude. Uh, they don't know what I'm capable of. They, like they made a bad decision by skipping mm -hmm. me over. I've seen guys go your route where they just like, forget that. I'm mm -hmm. gonna show them who I am, and they go and it drives them. And that motivating factor that it adds propels you in whatever the area is, baseball, this career. I can assure you that you are not, or you are the person leader you are today because of that experience. Weird, huh? For it's sure. weird. Twelve and years I, old, and I've seen it. And and when you started solar, when you got overlooked for management, like mm -hmm. that driving factor. I'm sure you know, as you said, you went out and produced way more. I've also seen it work on the the flip side, where that you know that feeling of like uh, being undervalued, overlooked, just pushes people away. Right. And uh, they, they the, do the choice the, is yours. They do know? the turtle head thing. They turtle head, and, yeah. and then they leave and. Uh, in Something every situation, beautiful. right? You either step up or you step off. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and the people that are successful in this industry, at least, obviously it's the only industry we have massive experience in, but everybody steps up. Can you imagine cutting Michael Jordan? Remember, like in yeah, high school? Yeah, he got, got cut in high school. Same stuff. So. I wonder who that coach is. That he was like, <laughs> nobody even knows the name. Of the <laughs> yeah, Mike probably had him taken care of. Hey, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he probably He's got billions, dude. He can ice uh, anybody. Let's shift gears, guys. Yeah. Let's talk about our working dynamic. How do how do we um, how do we work together? How do you guys think it's going so far, and um, and why does it work? Well, I think it's I think it's. Uh, a yin yang and hunter. I don't know, man. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yin yang uh, I plus hunter. I, I think you I think you nailed it. Like <laughs> I'll speak as kind of like a obviously Bo. You've been at Harness the longest. Oh, and you've mm -hmm. been here for uh, just shy of a year. Uh, and Damn, it's almost been a year. That's wild. Yeah, it's fast year. Yeah, it fast. fast. This has been a fast couple of years, but uh, me obviously just just four four months. Um, so as like an onlooker's perspective, coming mm -hmm. in and just seeing, you know, everything, it, it's, I think. I like uh, onlooker, not outsider. Yeah. Because I wouldn't say you're an outsider. I'm not an outsider. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I love artists. You're on. I'm on. Outlander. <laughs> um, it's cool. You know, you have Owen and Bo, <clears throat> two VPs, right? Running the ship. You have Bo, and as we talked about even yesterday, Bo's the uh, the uh, the VP of Stoke. He's he's the good time Charlie. He's everyone's best we friend. We really do need to change that title. Yeah, no, <laughs> VP of Sales. Is so everyone's got VP of Sales. I, 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 I know nineteen-year-olds that are like, I'm a VP of Sales, and I'm like, <laughs> that that title used to mean something to me. Like, right. oh, you're a VP. Now I'm like. I'm a VP. I'm like, dude. Yeah. But like, VP of Stoke. VP There's of never Stoke. been a title that defines find me, anybody. Find me a company that has a VP of Stoke. I'll win. <laughs> You're looking at one. Both will get. Well, find me a person that could even fulfill a role. Yeah. So unique. Can't find it. Um, I'll wait. You're uh, looking at them. I'll wait. <laughs> Well-spoken. Um, everyone's best friend. Super knowledgeable. Um, and uh, is a, a plethora of good ideas every day. Mm. Every day is very creative and unique, and how you solve, you know, company problems. And what's really, uh, what really like appealed to me as I was meeting with you guys and Dan was uh, how much you care about the people. Because you mm -hmm. know, we'll talk about other things later, but that's big for me. Like dollars are great. We've all made a lot of money. <clears throat> that excitement, that thrill of big paycheck wears away. So like, what really keeps you here for me? It's people, and you love people. Mm. And uh, you treated me good, and I was like, okay. So both kind of uh, the the dynamic you add to, to harness is uh, you make it a um, a real big family. Like you are the the dad of harness that makes it just like this great family, and people love that. You have a pulse on everybody in the org. Gotta get some jorts. 
Yeah, some new balances. Tuck in your shirt. Dad bod. You know, no, the first thing you think about. Yeah, Bo's got all the toys. He's yeah. he's got the boat. He's got the jet skis. He's got the, the the sleeper, the camper van. He's got you know the Idaho camper wilderness. You know, survival experience. Like he knows everything. He can he can, he can grill a burger better than anyone I've ever met. You know what I mean? Like grilling on is, a radiator. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then you have Owen. Owen, uh, what's unique about Owen, you, you bring in the, the structure, the, the, the highest level of leadership possible, which is an element that every company needs. Every company needs an Owen that can day in, day out, reg regimentally uh, structure an organization that is suited for progress and metric or you know the targeted growth that you mm -hmm. need. You bring that element in. So I think with Bo's um, charisma, Bo's ability to just you know bring people into the nestle of harness, and your ability to structure in a way that that has growth you know, month after month, and, and just the structure you add is just phenomenal. So the two of you guys, I think, are this fantastic leaders. Um, for uh, for harness and then there's old hunty. Well, I'm gonna, there's oh, old I'm gonna don't, hunty. Don't, don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some bars on my man Hunter over here. But I, I, I agree with you, man. I think that uh, I think that what I get out of this, not only with Owen but Dan and even yourself, is the ability to to be creative and to uh, to to have these thoughts and then know that it's not just you know a good idea that that doesn't get executed Owen you know in every interview ask people you know are you the kind of person that reads a book and say it changes my life but don't look at your notes and don't follow up and don't actually action again or execute uh, the things that, that you learn is that just passive knowledge that comes in and five months from now you can't remember um, I think in my career I think I've had a lot of people that surrounded me that weren't uh, you know, either wanted to put my ideas to bed or want to take credit for them themselves or, or, you know, turn, you know, turn a nose at it for one, one reason or another. And it really uh, inhibited my ability to like, you know, think creatively and actually believe that we could actually create stuff. So kind of made it so I wasn't as thoughtful and kind of just became more of like a cog in the wheel. Um, and here, because I'm surrounded by so many people that are so organized and professional and, and able to execute and so refined at, 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 implementation and making stuff happen between yourself and Dan. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm free to, you know, have those thoughts and, and stay creative because you guys are taking notes. You're, you're actioning stuff. You're, you're, you know, Dan's writing a pay scale as we're talking about it. He's taking notes right. and recording minutes. And it's been, uh, it's been just a, a amazing thing to be like the, the realest version of myself. Um, and, and still be extremely productive with how sporadic I can be at times. So I absolutely love it. It's um, rad. It's true. Yeah, man. And Hunter, he's uh, he's just the best, man. I don't know how to explain it. Um, he's a he's a Swiss Army knife for the business. He's he's super knowledgeable. His experience with door to door experts and consulting um, allows him to come in and identify needs in our business and um, his ability to speak and present and uh, be Johnny on the spot. I mean, sit there and, and dial in a, a, a training, you know, an hour before on a notice and. Uh, and not only get it ready, but actually absolutely crush it, win buying and love from from all the people in such a short amount of time. I mean, I've never had one person come up to me and like, where does Hunter fit in? You know, like how, how is he now a, a, a fourth fourth uh, prong to the trident? Um, and it just shows your your charisma and ability and just, you know, high, how high level you are. That's really the the uh, the thing that I see about the, about the three of us, of, of all the companies I've worked at, um, it's really interesting, like the, the people I would have really want to work with the most, um, even though Hunter or, uh, Owen and I have such different styles, 
Um, I respected him and always, you know, saw him as Trinity as a, as a foe kind of, a, you know, a, a, a com competitor, like one of the only people I saw in the room that really, you know, that, that really real recognized real, like when I saw Owen and how his guys followed him and what he was able to create and the numbers he was able to do and the buying he's able to create and just the way he carried himself, I, I uh, immediately knew like, this is, this is a real, real deal. deal. <laughs> and I noticed that same thing with you. And uh, again, it's been echoed every day, the way you've been able to assimilate and add value and uh, you know, support, support our people. So it's really tough to, to come into a company from the side like that in a, in a position of leadership and, and uh, a lot of times it causes waves, but as per usual, my dog Hunty loves to ride them waves. So he's been making it easy work. I think Appreciate it's interesting, it. right? And I said, when uh, I came into, I think I just told Dan, I'm not sure if you were even there for this conversation, but I told Dan like coming into a company is an art. Cause mm -hmm. I just came here like less than a year ago. You know, there's an art, there's a right way to do it. And there's a definitely, a, there's like 15 wrong ways mm -hmm. to do it. There's more than 15. Right, there's a million wrong ways to do it. And really only that there's a small window for you to get it right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because once the first impressions are of course so important, and uh, I know that's something I really focused on, I believe did well, and then Hunter did it well as well. And one of the things that uh, I think we, we share in common and that Hunter has, has exemplified recently is when you come on as a, as a super high level dude, an individual, and you add a bunch of value right off the way, it's tough to do it without ego and it's tough to do it without expectation. Mm -hmm. And th those two things, right? So if you think about everything Hunter's done over the last couple of months, he's done it at a high level and he's done it without ego and without expectations. Mm -hmm. He hasn't said, you know, I've been working with this team, so give me some money off this team. Right. You know I mean, there's been no, e there's been no expectation and then there's been no ego afterwards, even after he crushes it. If we ask him to crush it again the next week, he never says, I, I just crushed it. You know, right. I'm, I'm good for a bit. There's yeah. no ego, no expectation. 100%. So that's been huge. And then uh, with me, you and Dan, I think from the beginning, I always say, you guys have heard me say it a million times, we just fill gaps, man. Mm -hmm. And that's what you were talking about is myself and Dan allow you to run in your best lane. You and Dan are out, allow me to run in my best lane. And I think that we allow Dan to run in his best lane. I agree. You know what I mean, and so many people, especially these days, are all about fixing their weaknesses and like, oh, I got to fix my weakness, got to mm -hmm. fix my weakness. I think there's definitely a time and a place for that. But especially after you've been doing something and been in industry for 10 years, mm -hmm. it's a it's kind of time to focus on your strengths at some point. Right. You know what I mean? And to do so, I learned this, especially when I was trying to you know run my own little dealer, is you, if without high-level partners, you don't have the ability to focus on your strengths. Right because you're too damn busy with your damn weaknesses. Right. You know, it drives you nuts. And there's nothing worse than spending an entire day working in things. You've heard me talk about the recoils, the things that you hate doing. That Even if you get a lot done that day, it does not feel good. Because right. if you don't like doing something, if you suck at it and you're just diametrically opposed by nature to not want to do something, to not like doing that certain task, like myself with admin stuff or payroll or anything like that, uh, shout out to Brian Edwards for going uh, going through payroll with me uh, while I while I was running my own dealer and dealing with my mistakes every single week. Rise on, <laughs> rise on. But uh, yeah, I mean that, that to to be able to focus in on your strengths, you need high level partners to do so. For sure. With that, without without high level partners, you're going to end up doing a bunch of time spending a bunch of time on your weaknesses, and it's just not a good time. Especially in front of your people, man. I feel like you know, like you said, there's you a time exposed, and a place. Right? Yeah, you're on. <laughs> yeah. Like you always say, like when you're on, you're you're on stage, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and I assimilate this to, you know, being in the Olympics and trying to, you know, trying to javelin when you're a sprinter. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's not cool. You look bad when you're out there <laughs> trying to jack the javelin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And look I at all the MMA guys crossing over into boxing right now and getting knocked out. Getting knocked out. And losing fights left. It's and not right your lane. To YouTubers. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you say that though, but then you have YouTubers hopping lanes and being successful <laughs> in boxing. So is this rigged? That's my question. Hold on, hold on. Is this a story? Hold on. And you got the best boxer of all time. Going to podcasts, going to YouTube. Right. Hot boxing with Mike, dude. I Hot love watching that. That's awesome. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. What's knocked him out, man? I love Tyson. There's, just, it, there's never a bad time for more Tyson. Yeah, right. For just, sure. <laughs> quick story. I uh, When I was in Vegas for three three months selling solar, I uh, same day closed Mike Tyson's driver. Hell yeah. His mm. personal driver. Did he knock you out? No, no, but he told me all these stories about Tyson because he obviously lives in Vegas yeah. in his pigeon collection. Was yeah. it the driver from the hangover? I was gonna say, we're gonna need that line back by, <laughs> no, we're gonna no. need that line back by sunset. No, this guy was, he was, he was super cool and uh, he was gonna actually introduce me to Tyson and drive me by his house because we got super tight, but I actually moved back to beautiful Fresno before mm-hmm. that got to happen. Did, did but, you have designs on his tiger? What's that? Do you have designs on Mike Tyson's tiger? <laughs> no, no, I didn't get that far. Ideally, though, but no. Yeah, Mike Tyson's driver. I, uh, He's got a nice, I think, I believe, 14 kilowatt mm. solar system. Oh, yeah. mm. But uh, let's yeah. uh, let's shift again. I like uh, how I like how that guy, poor guy, he doesn't even get his name dropped. He's just Tyson's driver. I don't even hey, know his name. More important than his name. I don't even know his name. <laughs> talking 2017. I'm, let's talk about the most important thing in the business, guys. Let's talk about our people. Yeah. Right. Well, how do we? Um, what do you, What do you guys think? Some of the the most important things are as far as inspiring our people. As far as inspiring our people. Yeah, what are some of the most important tips and tricks? I hate to even say tips and tricks because it sounds, it's just got a lack of an authenticity when we say tips right. and tricks. But what's the best way? And I also hate the word motivation because that's that's very short-lived. I think inspiration could also be short-lived, but it uh, it definitely lasts longer than motivation, mm-hmm. right? So how do we uh, how do we best inspire our people? I think they inspire, inspire each other to some certain degree, man. I think that, you know, wins create wins. And I think... Uh, you know, I think the most inspiring thing we've done in the business is bring somebody like Furry in, you know, right. somebody like Matt Moss, somebody mm-hmm. who, um, you know, comes in, grabs a bull by the horns, shows everybody else, um, you know, we can get up there and, and beat the drum and rah-rah. And I think so many companies miss on that. Um, sure. And they, they hire 10 people and everybody, including their leadership and the new reps see, you know, eight of the 10 people not there the next week. and next next thing it becomes that a, is uninspiring it becomes a commodity <laughs> man but if you look around and you see like you know see people still showing up still being successful mm-hmm. you know we we hire to retain people and build relationships we don't hire to to let people swim we do we have our managers like landon do a great job of spending time with the guys and ensuring that they have a little bit of success out of the gates and i think that's the most inspirational thing we can do is right. focus on you know how how the other people see each other and make sure they see each other like a family, like, like, uh, with respect, with, with, you know, knowing that they're a good person, that there's no, you know, shitheads or people that, you know, sell bad deals or mm-hmm. trying to put, you know, overthrow, do same days on old people and stuff. Like we just don't abide by that at a company level. And it brings people in that know every, know everybody else is kind of in the same boat and the same right. walk of life. And I think when they band together and, and they're able to, uh, enjoy each other's successes. It's it's uh, it's unbelievable. When Matt got up there yesterday at the meeting and said he's one of his driving factors is to set leads so other people can enjoy and have that was success. That was, it gives me goosebumps. Beautiful, yeah. I want it. Yeah, that was one of the best for, comments so for for clarity for anybody that ever watches this. You know, one of our lead generators getting up and saying that. He loves his job because he knows he's not the best closer in the world. He just loves setting up other people to close. Like that's that Magic Johnson mentality, mm-hmm. right? Like an assist. I was a point guard when I played basketball, and a great assist can oftentimes be more exciting and more beneficial mm-hmm. and more fulfilling to the assister than that assister right. actually scoring. And, and Matt's 
really personified that over the last couple of months. It's been beautiful to see. For sure. For the sure. fullback never gets credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, plugging the lane with a hard block, taking one to the chin. Yep. The running back skates in and does a touchdown dance. But, uh, you know, for that fullback to, be, to really love that halfback and love their success and, like, mm-hmm. enjoy that as much without being, you know, disgruntled or, or feel uh, unappreciated. You talked about that before. You talked about the new car he just bought, yep. you know? That was and, the most important thing. Right. Or his his love for his job right now, and I think for his Stoke level, I think that's I think that's how I think that's how we we as a group, not just the four of us or or the leadership team. I think that's how we as a company inspire people mm-hmm. is by proving out the model and and you know not letting people fall by the wayside. And if they if they falter, or if they you know if they stumble, we want to be there with an the open hand. We want we don't want to catch them. We don't want to we don't want to leave somebody who's who's not the best or that you know that isn't going to be your top performer, isn't one of the you know the the, the typical top performers. Mm-hmm. Like we want to be the company that, that we'll put we'll if you're a part of the family, we'll reach out. We'll we'll absolutely try to help you up and ensure your success. We don't push people out of the business. We don't we don't shame people that take some, take a time uh, take some time to learn this thing, and if you do that consistently, more of your people that you bring in will win, and will see the wins, and will change their life. And when fifty to sixty percent of the people you bring on stay and 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 are able to create an unbelievable lifestyle and love the company, when that energy is in the building, that's tangible. It's inspirational, and it's I think what attracts and inspires a lot of our people. And just because we have a challenging job doesn't mean we need high turnover. For I think sure. that's a common Absolutely. misperception in this industry is such a challenging job yeah. that's why we have challenge or such high turnover right mm-hmm. you have high turnover because you have bad hires and right. you have bad training so you, you have, you have hire bad anybody. systems and you have bad leaders yeah you know what i mean i, I do think, think the retention is huge for inspiration i think for inspiration as well like even just thinking back on my early days in the in door-to-door sales is uh i think it's important that uh, when you lead a company you need to be living um, inspirational lives, exemplary sure. lives to where your reps can look at you and be like, that's like, that's what I'm working towards. Like right. if I, if I do what Bo did or Owen did or Dan did, if I do these things, you know, they're, they're obviously seven, 10, 15 plus years ahead of me. If I can just, you know, do what they did, I'll be where they're at one mm-hmm. day. And that was a, a big thing for me. What got me actually back to my first meeting with my, uh, with my first regional, I looked at the lifestyle he was living, beautiful home, beautiful wife, great family, had plenty of money. Yes. And I was just like, that's what I want to <laughs> be. Same thing with me, man. I saw yeah. that car. You saw I the literally car. saw a car. Like, I want that infinity with that plastic dip kid, rims. That's yeah. all I wanted. <laughs> and, and that was a big pull for me for Harness too. You know, it was, uh, I look at Dan, shout out to Dan, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's got 12 years on me and as far as age goes. And uh, I say this a lot, but um, if I could be in a position where Dan's at when I'm his age, like I, I think that's a, a huge success, and he's done so by being smart with his money. And again, he's just done he's done the right things in life, and sure. it doesn't inspire everybody. But right. for majority of people, you know, the they, right thing isn't always sexy. Exactly, <laughs> but they like they like almost subconsciously try to find mentors without like actually right. doing it. Some people actively do it, and I, I I recommend mentors in all areas of life. But most people will try to pattern off of people that they like. Mm, right. And if we then can be those that people, person ends up mentoring them. Exactly. When you pattern off them, <laughs> and to inspire people, I think we need to continue to be just you know examples on how to just live a dank life. I think I think everybody wants a a vineyard in a amphitheater. In their done vino, right? Our boss has an amphitheater and a vineyard. <laughs> Hold up, in Los Angeles. He can go. What's up? He can go pour himself a, uh, a nice uh, glass bottle of his own wine, uh, his own red wine, which he doesn't. And, and, which he doesn't. 
sit, sit in never, his amphitheater literally and look has. at Hogwarts. He can see Universal Studios Hogwarts from his home. He owns, he owns more bottles than anybody else I know that doesn't drink. He's got like thousands of bottles of his own wine. It's rad though. I got a few in my house and I'm just That's good. That's it. good wine. Yeah. This kind of leads me to my next question, which would be why, why should people join Harness? Mm. Uh, other than Dan's dankness <laughs> of, of a home. But uh, outside outside of that, what are what are some of the reasons that uh, that people should join this company? And it's it's I've all got a bunch of different. It's ideas all your cliche cliche bullshit, dude. Mm -hmm. Like you have to see it to believe it. Of course, I think, sure. I think uh, uh, what what you know what does somebody need or why why should somebody come to Harness? Come find out. Yeah, you know, I agree. Come check it out. Everybody can can uh, say and posture and you know big check Fridays and you know all this you know all this fluff. Um, Can't forget the swag. Yeah, the swag, bro. The Skyline app, bro. Oh, God. <laughs> but you know, just just come around my way. Like you know, the the what we're doing is palatable. Again, no one talks about all the time in our uh, in our on in our interviews. Come meet the janitor. You know, we want mm -hmm. you to meet our our lead gen guy that's been here for a week, two weeks, a month. I want I want you to meet the lowest rungs on the totem totem pole and ask them how they like it. Mm -hmm. You know, ask them how their support's been. Ask them you know, how the culture feels, asking how they feel like they've been treated like a human and not overlooked or counted like a number, you know? Um, and, uh, like once you have it, obviously the location here in Southern California, we're in New Jersey, we just opened up Florida and Vegas, we're in Puerto Rico, uh, Utah, you know, all over California and, and coming to a state near you. We're really trying to get into Texas and a few other, uh, super exciting markets, but, uh, New Jersey, obviously shout out to New Jersey. Um, but you have to, you know, you have to kind of, you kind of have to see it to believe it. And especially in Southern California, where we're the strongest, where we have the Harnhaus and the, uh, the, the culture and the, the strongest teams there. Um, it's just one of those things, man, you can just, you can just feel it. And I think that once that feeling is felt, uh, it's a, it's a, the door swings one way. Oz, really quick. You said Harnhaus. Elaborate on that. What is that? What is the Harnhaus? The Harnhaus is a magical apparatus right off of PCH in the Shorecliffs community. <laughs> Shortcliffs community of, uh, of San Clemente, beautiful Southern, uh, Southern California, just the very Southern tip of Orange County. And it's, uh, it's about a football field away from the ocean, um, an ocean that, uh, a beach break that, that fires awesome waves, world-class surf when the surf is right. And there's never anybody out there. So we're really fortunate. We've got, uh, boards hung in the office. A lot of the reps and top performers get to keep their surfboard and wetsuit at the office. Um, it's just a little beach bungalow that we call our own and it's not the flashiest, you know, we don't have a indoor training room where everybody's got a little desk and is expected to take notes. We do most of our meetings outside under the, you know, beautiful California sun wheeling a TV out and it's, um, it's magical. I mean, just ask the people that, that have seen the, the progression. We got that building in February, 2020. Uh, big dirt lot outside. It used to be an old law office, all white walls, super old. And, you know, we've done the AstroTurf and turf and hung surfboard racks and, and ping pong and dartboards and just really made it a home feel, cornhole and palm trees and, you know, tiki torches. Tiki torches. Beautiful TV. Beautiful TV. The world's Love. nicest age He TV. loves this TV. I do. Rad. Dude, when we were watching that McGregor fight out there oh, yeah. with, with the rad. whole squad. Yeah. That was fun. Like 50 deep so out there sick. with the tiki torches lit yeah. and the, the massive TV. That was Big that was super speaker cool. system, super uh, cool. fire pits everywhere. Like, 
Um, and we've gotten so much feedback from the community. Like, thank you guys so much. This used to be such a black eye mm -hmm. on the area. It was such a gnarly, ratty building. And now people just show up. I mean, people like walk out of the, the parking lot in the back and like, what do you guys do here? Like, what is, <laughs> what are you, what are you guys actually doing? It seems like the cool. And one thing I always hear uh, is it seems like the coolest place in the world to work. Like I've got, you know, people in the retirement home community over there, like joking with me, you know, I want to come work for you guys. And I think when it's that resounding and again, palatable from afar, mm -hmm. you know, how I many people say this, I've been to offices in 25 different States all over the country. And there's nowhere, you know, the big corporate offices in Utah that should go on name the big corporate offices on the, in the East coast. There's nowhere else I'd rather work for sure. It's just, it's just the vibe. I think That's as well best, too, best like, I can describe. you know, we give trainings outside to our people. I think I've trained more strangers mm. in the last three months that passerbys <laughs> that just like walk with their surfboards, go surf and they're like a group of buddies stop like listening. And I'm like giving them shakas in the background and no one knows what's up. Cause they're looking at me, I'm just like Ugh, to the guys in the back, they're like listening. I've had that happen almost every time for sure training out there which is rad dude I, you know it's like kind of like a incognito it's recruiting beautiful, beautiful yeah, thing. super cool. here's a tough question for you guys what do you love most about harness mm. i can fire off of that I what do you love let's, it's, that's tough right let's pick top two top two favorite things about the company i'll go first i'll go okay. first too um and i think these are really important so i mean I feel like I was singular to this, but I, as I, as I uh, meet more people, and especially when I was consulting and getting to dive deep in, I realized that it's very uh, uh, universal that people love people. Mm -hmm. People love people. We don't know, like, people don't leave company, they leave, they leave managers. We all know that, but right. people want to be around good, good people, like-minded, but also not like-minded. You know, like-minded in the sense that we have commonality and get along, but I also want to be around not like-minded people. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is people that push, inspire me, want me to grow. And I think right. there's a great combo of that here at Harness. And just like you said, from the janitor all the way to Dan, like uh, there isn't a, a single person that I'm like, I just don't enjoy, enjoy your company. I love being around everybody. And uh, it's, it's like I said, it's a big family. But on top of that too, <clears throat> I actually texted Dan. We were at dinner the other night. And uh, I personally, in seven years of solar sales, have never been more excited about what we can offer as a company to mm. our customers. Yeah. Right? Not just, just solar. the options. The, yeah. the options, but the offerings to just right. the mortgages, complete, the roofs, yeah, the in house roofing, being able to refi a customer, lower their, their mortgage, add solar car, carport battery like Dan had. Right. Um, even our finance options through uh, you know concert, whatever, our install partners and um, the harness advantage, just what we can do for a customer. Like mm -hmm. I, I've been in you know, quite a few homes and, and Zoom appointments as of late. And um, I just like, like the passion that I have when I'm selling because of what we've created here at Harness right. gives me damn goosebumps. Yeah. And I think it, it's, it's the best I've ever sold. You as have far so as many tools. So many tools. If, if you're half a salesperson, that person's even right. close to going solar, like you're gonna walk with the deal. And 100%. And the, the, you see all so many competitors in other companies like, oh, and, we're a solar company. Now we're going to do, we're going to tack on alarms. We're going to try to make more Yay. money from it. You know, they're going the other direction. More we're like, money no. from a lesser product. Yeah. Hey, you know what we're <laughs> going to do? We're going to spend $500 out of our own commission to set you up with this harness advantage to hopefully get you accelerated depreciation and, and lower your system costs by another 14, you know, 10 to 10 to 20%. I'll spend money. So you save money. So my offering is actually better. You know, not our credit repair stuff that is self-funded reps, reps literally rebuilding their customers credit for them. Mm -hmm. You can talk about referrals, talk about like the, the, like you said, the offering to our customer, the second to none, dude, it's, 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 
so unique. I've never seen anything like it. And again, I have in the last year traveled to many solar companies nationwide, mm -hmm. and it's just all universal. It's all like, here's our PPA, here's our loan, but it's like what we do at Harness makes our job, you know, our rep's job to sell the best they can experience the industry. And For I sure. say that with, with conviction and passion, because it's, it's super true. Super true. And that's what I love. You know about harness we really trust our install partners make sure that we don't take a low dollar offer to make a little bit more money as a company um you know we're, we're looking for more quality you know in this race to the bottom in this in this how can i find a one dollar epc partner you know we 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 have we have no problem turning our nose at these companies that uh you know will quote will will sacrifice quality and will sacrifice experience and will literally sacrifice customers roofs and, and issues that they have uh, so that reps and companies can make uh, even more money. I think it's ridiculous. And I think that, uh, you know, com for companies that sell that way and don't care about ops, don't care about timelines, don't care about what happens after the sale at PTO. Time bombs, well, I think they're, I think they're just bad for the industry. I've been wanting to say this on a public platform for a long time, but <laughs> I, I don't fuck with you guys, dude. You know, you start, you, 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 at the end of the day, you, you know, you, you put all of our jobs in danger. I think when you sell this product in a malicious fashion or you, you don't represent, or you don't even know, you know, mm -hmm. so many companies will activate sales reps. They won't teach them or train them how to really do the job, how to set clear expectations what a PTO looks like, what even happens to the site survey. They give them an iPad and they tell them to go, you know, get, go get, get us numbers. And I think it's so detrimental, not only to the, on a company level, I don't give a shit what you do with your company. Um, but you know, enough that happens enough times, there's enough bad reviews and, and people get enough bad taste in their mouth. You know, God forbid that happens to a politician or somebody with influence. Now they're mm -hmm. like, you know, solar needs to be way more regulated. It happens to the head of the neighborhood watch. Exactly. The neighborhood's trashed. Right. Right. And it's it's a it's a dangerous game, and you don't have to. The product's so good, the savings are good. It's 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 amazing that you know that, that it's 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 even cutthroat at all. You know, it mm -hmm. shouldn't be. There's this 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 in, this industry should be uh, filled with much more integrity. And if you own or run a company, and you know you 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 don't talk about solar, and you're talking about net metering swaps, and you're talking about you know, this, this old garbage, I mean, get over it. It's been seven years. Like people know what time it is. Like stop, stop misrepresenting the product, be real, you know, be real for yourselves. And I find that not only makes us more sales, but, um, on the back end, customer appreciation referrals, set clean timelines and just, you know, train, train your people, man, make sure that they know what's up. Um, and you can't train your people if you have two managers and you hire 10 people a week, you're just gonna, you're just gonna ruin neighborhoods. You're going to burn doors and, and God forbid you burn this industry because if you do, I'm, you know, we're going to be set. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm coming. He's coming. What about you, Well, Favorite thing. Two favorite, favorite things. Favorite thing about Harness. Yeah, I'm just going to go with one. Um, but it, I mean, it encompasses so many different things. It's just the, it's, it sounds cheesy, but it's the, oh, it's the heart of the company and the knowledge of our heart. And what I mean by that is we don't try to be something we're not. Mm, you know, we, we are not the the top performing 10,000 deals a month mm. company. We're just at the, driving our, our people like slaves and, you know, getting the, the most out of the rag until it breaks. Mm. And then all of a sudden we don't have the people anymore. So with our heart and the knowledge of it, we know exactly who we are. Uh, I think that we perform in a, in a super high level uh, or at a super high level within that knowledge and within that that space. But our, our, we talked about it before, man, some of the best thing about this company is just the people and how good we all are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I don't mean that we're better than anybody else or anything like that, but we just have good people that work for us. 
And you and I work together so closely every single day. We butt heads sometimes, but we both know we're good people. So mm -hmm. we never actually had like a real fight. Mm -hmm. We're never going to hate working with each other because you want the best for our people. I want the best for our people. We just have different ways of going about it sometimes. We True. still want the same thing. And I know Hunter wants the same thing. Dan wants the same thing. And I can legitimately say, I don't think there's a single rep in our company that doesn't want to see the person next to them succeed. I agree. That doesn't want to see the company succeed. So mm -hmm. we have this great big heart that you could... Uh, articulate in a different way you could say it's our culture but i think it boils down to even below culture it's really just like the heart of the company and knowing what that looks like and everybody knows what we stand for right. you know what i mean like the people in our company aren't confused about what harness is about we know exactly who the hell we are we know exactly mm -hmm. what we're about and we're about heart and taking care of people the right way and hopefully selling a bunch of deals having a bunch of fun and making a bunch of money what's the quote i thought for sure you were going to come out with the quote which one the one on the board Oh, <laughs> uh, we we may miss Lee, or we we may we may miss, but we'll never miss Lee. That's it, man. We nope. may miss, but we'll never miss Lee. We came yeah. up with that in an interview one day, and we have certain we have a few things. Uh, we have uh, we have that one specifically, mm -hmm. and it was like it just came out of came out of nowhere, and it's true, man. Like every company misses. No company's perfect, um, you know. But what are their motives? Why why do they miss? You know, do they miss? Mm -hmm. Do they miss on the side of the rep? Do they miss on the side of the company or the customer? You know, did they did they uh, did they miss because they were greedy? Like what, what what led to that miss? And like you know, I think I think one of our things is just like we'll we'll be straight up with you. Right. Uh, we're not going to be perfect, but you're going to get you know you're going to get full transparency, and and we're not going to mislead you. And I think um, that we found if we take care of like so many people are customer focused, customers always right, and I'm with that. I love our customers absolutely, hands down. But I love our people more to be very transparent because I've noticed that if we the love trickles down, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and goodness and the ethics and the the morality of things trickle down. So if we take care of our people, because that's who I'm in front of, for sure, that's who we're in front of. So why would I try to jump our people and circumvent our people to try to take care of our customers? I'd rather just take care of our people right. to make sure that they then in turn take care of the customers. It's, it's like so, it's like Costco, right? Yeah, they've like got, Costco. got a good, you know, good, good thing. And you see people that like coming to work. They have good, mm -hmm. you know, good. I don't know how like Costco. everything's so cheap, but <laughs> I don't know how they make enough money, but they pay their people well. You look at companies like Southwest, I guess. I don't know. I really try not to ride Southwest, but I hear they're happy there too. But <laughs> I think uh, they used to be happy. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's about the people. It's about yeah. the people. And hands down, again, I love the customers. We wouldn't have a business without them. But the best way I've found to take care of our customers is to take care of our people. 100% sure. nailed it. Without question. Look for more areas and avenues for them to be successful with the Prime program, lead gen, the, the farm league, you know, giving the salespeople more products to sell, roofing, sure. uh, mortgages. And, you know, yeah, you, like you said, you give you arm your your uh, your salespeople with with tools and, and gifts to give. Right. They're able to give more gifts and putting out the or put, put, taking care of a customer is so reactive. You know what I mean? I think so oftentimes leaders in our industries are always putting out fires. I know in previous right. positions I've been in, I was I felt like a fireman all day. Mm -hmm. But every phone proactive call. way, yeah, every, every you phone put out a fire constantly. Right. But if you instead of treating the symptom, if you treat the root cause, which is your people, you don't have the fires to put out. 100%. So I'd much rather be proactive in taking care of our people and making sure that they understand the right way to do business, as opposed to trying to clean up after them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what. Uh, people focus, fo focused uh, and forward versus customer focused is, is really all about. That's I want it. our people to take care of our customers. I don't want to be putting out fires all day. That's it. I want to be leading um, people. You're right. Nailed it. But plus, you know, um, prosperity um, is where value, prosperity flows where, where the most value is created. And I look at, I look at, uh, um, again, back to what I was saying about Harness is offering, mm -hmm. and uh, the reason we're not always putting out fires, the reason why our customers are happy, is because the value that Harness adds to the rep. 
right. to be able to add to the customer is an unparalleled experience where there's not going to be issues. And uh, yeah, we just pour heavily into the sales reps and they're the most successful mm -hmm. reps in, in solar, in California, in Jersey, for sure. Their paychecks are fat, they're treating sure. people right, and the products that they can offer are the best. My, my favorite thing about Harness is just uh, uh, the why in which we operate, man. The reason mm -hmm. Dan created the company for a better home for people that have been in the industry, they know how good solar is, but for whatever reason, weren't being taken care of, weren't being transparent, didn't have the ability to grow they wanted to. Um, and just, you know, I, I, I love the vision of, of what we set out to do, you know, four or five years ago and why Dan created the company and how every day I see us getting closer and more aligned with actually mm -hmm. who we are instead of deviating to, I agree. you know, deviating to, and it's easy, it's easy to, man. It's easy and there's to, course corrections sometimes, but I feel like we make them pretty quickly. For sure. Super quick. And nobody has, <laughs> nobody has any weird ideas of like the direction we're going or what we should be. No. We all want to be the same thing. So it's easy to point out if we all want to go the same place and we start deviating to the left or the right, it's easy to call it out and somebody's always going to do it. For sure. I love the idea that, you know, we, we let our best sales guy go to Utah for four months, mm -hmm. you know, and every time we talk to him yeah. instead of, you know, Hey man, I know you guys probably want me to come back. No dude, I actually want to come out there, take you and your girlfriend to right. park city, pay for everything just to show you how much we love and appreciate you. Sure. The entire time I was out there, it wasn't any, you know, Hey, let's get you back or let's make a plan. Yeah. I was just like, let's just enjoy this, man. You were number one last year. We love you. And you know, see, he, he, uh, as I left, I saw the snow report. I saw I was going to pour for the next like three weeks. It's like, stay, stay, oh, yeah. come back charged up, dude. I want to see, you know, I want to see you shredding, get, enjoy it as much as you can. Uh, we'll always be there or we'll, we'll be, you know, we'll be there waiting for you when you get right. there, but you know, show up when you're ready. And, um, you know, this specific individual is one of the best people that's ever done solar, in my opinion, in the in the country. And shout out to Landon. We love you, brother. Um, and uh, the, when he got when he got in, it's always been such a push, I feel like, from other companies to get him to want to, you know, do the raw, raw stuff or, you know, be a, a manager. And he's always just been such a talented rep and like, you know, wanted to work more inwardly. And I think it was such a, a compliment to to how we run the business that when he got here, he was just like, I just want to be a part of something. I want to help, mm -hmm. you know, I want, you know, more responsibility. And this is the kind of guy that coming out here, I was like, you know, if he doesn't come to meetings, I don't care. Like he's, you know, he's, he's able to do, you know, whatever, whatever he wants to do. when we just want to make sure that he's happy here. And, but, but, but being that that was the true genuine factor and he felt that he felt comfortable to actually say, this is, Super I, important. I feel I, yeah. I feel comfortable. You gotta be in a company. safe space to be able to say that. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. That's, to to want to contribute, oh, you know, he's he's yeah. had to build so many different companies and teams and had the rug pulled out with him for him so many times. He's so had so much PTSD and you know asshole companies trying to sue him for mm -hmm. for you know garbage people he came up with buddies of his. Um, and you know who you are. That's bullshit. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, I think I think that it's just a testament to. Have somebody who's been through that much stuff, through that much uh, tumultuous uh, situations, to to like volunteer and say no. Like I know this is different. I can tell. I've, I've got enough uh, belief in in you guys and what sure. we're doing. Like like you guys have earned earned uh, earned for me to participate more and just like music to my ears. I think that's a huge testament to to really you know being there for our people and, and how, how they receive that. For sure, agreed, man. Let's talk sales, boys. I mean, mm. that, that's how we all got here. Gotta love them. Right? Let's talk sales. Gotta love them. So uh, number one tip, just broad strokes here. Number yeah. one tip to make a sale. Bring dog treats. Bring dog oh, treats. Here we go. Done. <laughs> uh, just be a person that they want to be around. Sell yourself, number one. Yeah. 
Love it. Biggest, biggest thing. Dog loves you. I'd spray a little, get a little spray bottle, some water, some bacon grease, hit your socks, dude. The dog's going to love you. He doesn't like anybody. Oh, yeah, he likes me. I got, I got a, I got a name that breed. I got a, ooh, dog. Dog uh, breed books on the on the John. Study them. Is that Study a him. is that a Yorkie poo? Well, why in fact it is. Come on inside. <laughs> do you guys have a contract for me to sign? And I, I do I do naturally love dogs, but I think it's I think it's I don't know, man. I think it's cheesy, and everybody laughs when I say it. But at the end of the day, like you want to increase your uh, effectiveness, you want to cle- increase your sales by ten percent, mm-hmm. being the same guy, same words, no better than you were the day before. Just get some hypoallergenic dog treats, put them in your back pocket, and just ask, obviously, for permission to give Fido a treat. You know, you'll you'd be amazed at um, the law of reciprocation, how that shows that you're prepared, especially if you're walking into an appointment and you know they have a dog. Um, you know, bring a bring a dog treat. Go get it a little. Stop at Petco. Get it a little a toy. Don't do a squeaky one because then every time it squeaks, it'll be pissed at you. But yeah, don't do that. Little little things like that. I mean, it's you, you increase your your. Uh, likableness 10% by being the same person with dog treats in your pocket. If you're new to the industry, go get them. Plus, can you imagine the credibility you'd have if you knock on a door and 10 stray chihuahuas are following you because you <laughs> have the treats? You're like, hey, I'm Bo, and this is Sparky, yeah. this is Spike. Like, yeah. like, like Ace Ventura out here. Yeah, right. totally. Oh, actually, uh, yeah, funny you have a bird. I actually have bird seed as well. You got a briefcase. <laughs> Hamster, got that. Got that. It plays. Got some celery <laughs> for you. What about you, O? Yeah. Uh, mine would just be be the best thing that that happened to them that day. Mm. You know what I mean? Like be no matter what happens, Jeopardy, yeah, no matter, <laughs> yeah. No matter be what happens, whether you get the sale or not, because obviously in solar there's there's followbacks or follow ups and things like that. But uh, just be the best thing that happened to them that day. If you get ten seconds with them, make that the best ten seconds. Like if again, even if you don't get the deal, even if you don't get inside, you want them to close the door. Like man, that guy was cool mm. or he was funny. Whatever that person needs. You got to be the best thing they've experienced that day. And especially if you're sitting there for a close, you better believe if I close you on a solar deal, that's going to be the most entertaining hour that you've spent that day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the best hour of your day. Yeah, for sure. I 100% agree. I think it's even knocking doors and somebody who's diametrically opposed to going any further that day. Mm-hmm. If you can, you know, make a joke or be funny, a lot of times they'll get a, oh, okay, thanks for stopping by. And it's like, right. thanks. He was like, you didn't want me here at all. I just, you know, made some silly comments. I about, will be back now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Check. I'm going to sell your neighbor and come right back. <laughs> Hashtag 1AC. <laughs> you get the, somebody, a new rep gets a, uh, gets a smile and that's when they AC. post the, the, point, the point 0.5. Yeah. Point 0.5 ACs. Yeah, they smile. It. They really like me. That's they said it. they'll have their bill next week. Point 0.5. It's so funny. What Don't you, do that. It's so funny what you learn <laughs> when you first get started. Like what are so what are something that that you learned whether it was like a let's let's go like a straight door to door too like yeah. like oh is there oil stains outside if not they probably parked their car inside right. that means they might be home you know mm. uh, I I learned one uh, don't judge the car judge the tread on the tires if you got somebody Solid. interesting Solid. I learned don't I usually won't knock a door if the car parked closest to the door isn't there if the spot closest to the door is empty. The that person making the decision because oh, they're, they're close to the door. There. They're 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 exactly. big, they're big dog. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Exactly. I learned that if there's a PT cruiser in the driveway, you knock that damn door. <laughs> if someone could sell him a PT cruiser, <laughs> he would sell him anything. Dude, my dad wanted anything. one of those at one point, bro. You wanted one. Like, no <laughs> PT way. cruisers are cool. You're like, Dad, I will disown you as a son. Like, yeah. I learned if there's a Hummer in the driveway. Keep on going. That's a fail. No, dude, that's a bull, dude. That's a that, fail that's, credit. That, that's, that's, that's a fail, fail credit. credit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every Christmas single lights. time. Christmas lights. In July. Yeah. Christmas lights the in Christmas July. Christmas lights don't fail come down. Credit. It's either a renter 
or a mm-hmm. film credit. Mm-hmm. Fact. Similar to the tire, the, the, the tread in the tire, you know? It's like, do you take care of your shit? Right? I don't care if it's a 1993 Toyota 4Runner. Mm-hmm. Nice that thing's tires. got nice tires. Oh, yeah. and you can tell it's not For leaking. Sure. Guy takes care of stuff, swings a wrench. Mm-hmm. He obviously knows what time it is and would be a great candidate for solar. It's the first thing I'd say. I noticed the tread on your tires and then that 93 was at the, the inline four-cylinder engine. It's not leaking. It's tough to make that happen. Where do you get your gaskets, sir? <laughs> sir. He's going to be a twitching. special place to get your gaskets? <laughs> like, honey, I'm a pair supper. And he goes, he goes, I'm making myself and we are best Come friends. Come on in. <laughs> Shit. But I was like, that, that's when he flips the glass and he says, Bofo Kinga. No, I bet it's that customer that drives the real first name, dare I say it. Yeah. Glasses flip, I'm Austin Fokinga. Oh, wow. Nice to meet you. I go deep. <laughs> AB, ABF here, Austin Bjorn Fokinga. How you doing? <laughs> At your service. Yeah. Hey, what about rejection, guys? What's your, what's your top tip for handling rejection? You cry. You buckle up. You go home. <laughs> you <cry. and> <laughs> I go home and have my wife, you know, just make me nice soup and uh, tell me that I'm good. And quit uh, so no, we can sell yeah. that customer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking like? Somebody slamming or no, like, like how do you different? handle rejection? Yeah, let, let's, yeah, let's that's, picture, that's not, let's that's picture not a, hardcore rejection. Well, that's What's not the a, best way to handle hard rejection? There's there's way different kinds of rejection, bro. Mm-hmm, there's the sure. there's the cancel day before install rejection. Mm, that's no, that's tough. Door. We're talking knock knock. We're talking KK. Like get out of here, you scum. Like that kind of rejection. Um, Get a real job. Nobody loves you. You're adopted. Your parents don't even love you. <laughs> How did you know? Dude, I don't know, man. What's the I worst? Wait, let's, I mean, let's, 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 go, let's go deeper first. Yeah, what's, the worst thing, dude. what's the worst thing you've been told on the doors? I got into an altercation on the doors, but what's the worst thing you've been told in the worst doors? Situation, worst thing that ever the happened to me? Thing. Well, it didn't even happen to me. I've had guys come at me. Honestly, I don't even really remember any of that stuff. Right. And I'm decent size, so... You know, I'm just, so I'm just saying the meanest thing. They have to be. They have to. They have to be ready <laughs> to go. Size, so. they, have, they have to be ready to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, like I, I feel like I, I haven't got so much of people being like yeah. like, like aggressive towards right. me. Well, like, you're such a lovable dude. Yeah, yeah and I be break, tough to be mean to you. I break and I I, I come in soft. Dude. I break yeah. preoccupation. I'm very very. I try to I try to treat it like myself. You know, how right. would I want somebody to knock on my door? Right. I'm not going to come in guns blazing. I'm mm-hmm. not going to run you over. Um, you know, if not, so you've not, never really gotten a real mean thing, is what you're saying. I mean, I've definitely gotten people that caught them at the bad time. You know, the uh-huh. kids crying, they're freaking out. They're like, you know, just yeah, slam the door, but never anything like you fucking suck. But uh, one time, one time, uh, this 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 chick, that's my second one. That's yeah, two. Well, I'm gonna use your guys's too. I think. No, we all got one f bomb, guys. So I'm gonna use everybody's. Um, I uh, uh, I had this lady in New Jersey. I was like in Pensacola, in some kind of kind of ghetto rundown mm-hmm. spot, and uh, this lady. Uh, beautiful golden retriever comes up to the screen door. Screen door is open, middle of the day. Oh, you think you're on? Uh, yeah, I'm psyched. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, buddy, he's wagging his tail, super happy. And uh, he like leans and didn't latch because mm-hmm. apparently the latch is broken because right. they were poor and couldn't fix the latch. And uh, he comes out, I'm like petting him, and she comes to the door, freaking NASCAR shirt, freaking pajamas on at like 3 p.m. Nice. Cr- walks out, red. grabs a dog by the neck kicks in the ass on the way back inside. Whoa. And uh you diametrically opposed grumpy, to that. man. I I was just like say whatever you want to me, spit in my face, come at me with a knife, pull a gun on me all mm-hmm. day. But don't kick your dog. Don't kick that dog, dude. Like mm-hmm. well, that You said that to him. No, she just like closed the door, I think. Mm-hmm. I was just like heart wrenched. That's interesting, dude. The worst thing that happened to you on the doors didn't happen to you. No, dude, it's that poor classic dog. Boat he like looked over right his shoulder there. as I was getting the ass kicked. I was like, I, went, I should go back and stole that dog, dude. <laughs> stole him. Yeah. He was a cool dog. He just what a, you know, no job, 
NASCAR fan, low life. just low life, dude. Walmart. Oh, NASCAR, by the way. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Dale, Ar- Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s hey, hey. listener. He's an uh, avid listener. We're going to move on. Yeah, let's move on. From now. All right, what about you? What about uh, I've, you? I've had a plethora of experiences. I've been uh, had a gun pulled on me. I've been mm-hmm. punched. But the way I like to handle objection is there's one thing I was taught, and it is to be, uh, it's just a concept of being married to the process, mm-hmm. but emotionally unattached to the result. Yeah. Super simple. Such a high level concept. I, taught, I was taught that early as well. It's beautiful. It's just shout like. Shout out to Wesley Goddard taught me that actually. He's I don't not know even, who he is, but shout out to you, Wesley. Yeah, appreciate it. Cutco guy. Oh, Cutco. is a high Stud. level org. Yeah. I will say this. I need some nice knives. If, dude, if this, they hit me up, I'd probably buy them. This man recruited 30, I think, I think it was the, the number was 30,000 people to Cutco over like 20 years or something. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Mm. Well, wow. you got, you're holding you're holding one of those sharp Cutco knives. Yeah, everybody. Everybody signs this. So signs the the rep agreement. <laughs> Let me show you an example. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to the concept, right? It's just you need to just. It's so simple. Like I see people that get so frazzled by rejection. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, why? Like it's you signed up for this. Like it's gonna happen. Like you're gonna go knock a door, and guess what? Someone's gonna say no. Mm. Big whoop. Go to the next door. Realize that's part of the process, and expect it, and just. You know, Michael O'Donnell always says, go for the no. Mm-hmm. Don't go for the yes. Go for the no, get the yes. I think he wrote a book actually called Go for the No, Get the mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, he's a savage you, too. Oh, dude, shout out to you, Mike. You're yeah. probably listening. I love you. You're <laughs> um, We need to link up. I actually want to, I want to get, this is a public, I want to get Michael O'Donnell out here to do a training for the Let's go. Let's oh, do yeah. it. Um, but anyways, yeah, just understand it's going to happen. And when it happens, just move on to the next door, you know, mm-hmm. in the... If the if the person wants to be an ass, and the 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 one thing I will say that gives me any kind of an emotional reaction, it isn't being mean to me, but it, if they try to like look down, maybe it's my pride or you. Right. Know, when they try to Get like say like job. you're you're a loser, yeah, I just want to turn around and point to the to the six figure car, Ooh, the Model <laughs> X out there with, <laughs> with the chameleon rainbow <laughs> trout wrap, right? Rainbow trout wrap. Just like, dude, this is how I provide for my family. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you do? What right do you have to insult? Dude, it. it's like yeah. it's like you know. I checked. It's I, always something in their life too. Yeah, it's not you. It's not it's me. Something everyone wears masks. They're just they're. Yeah. yeah anyways, I've checked <laughs> deeper. I've checked. Which uh, I would like to. But I, I've checked. Uh, I don't know. I've checked household incomes because I've signed up a bunch of your neighbors and I know I make money than all of you fools. So, <laughs> no. You know. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's funny. Cash. Cash me outside. Cash me outside. Oh, people. Oh when people are asses. It's like their perception of you is a projection of themselves. Totally. For sure. When you realize that, you start taking things. Not personally at all. For sure. Right. I had and to take myself out of it. Yeah. Because I, I, I think that uh, when you've had a, a lot of success or an easy life, whatever you want to say, when you haven't had a lot of rejection before you start this job, I think it can be very, very challenging. And I, I was that guy. I hadn't, I hadn't been rejected really much at all. My parents told me no all the time, but I didn't listen to them. Question so. for you viewers. Would you reject this man <laughs> if he knocked on your faced door? It. I mean, like I four doors. So. You know what I mean? I hadn't yeah. faced it. And when I heard it 50 times in a day, I was, I was different. I, I did take an emotion. I was like, what, like, what the hell is wrong? Like what I've, I've never, 24 years, I've never run into this. Right. And now I've just seen it 50 times in yeah. one day. And you're like, this is something new. And I just talked to everybody about this the other day, but I finally had to take myself out of it and realize that the stimulus or what the rejection or whatever, it was completely value neutral. Like it, the, it, the things only have the meaning of what you attach to them. You know what I mean? So that it was only meaning what I attached to it. And just because somebody said F you, I was thinking immediately, I wasn't actually pushing it like through my decision-making capabilities. And I was just thinking, well, 
fuck me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, as opposed to okay, what meaning am I going to attach that? Or nothing? Or this is funny? Or this is right. this pissed me off? Made me better at the next door? Right. And so once I understood that I could attach whatever meaning I wanted to the rejection by taking myself out of the situation, right? Then it became almost a game, or right. not almost a game. It did become a game. You know what I mean? So at that point, it got a, it got a lot easier. But it took me months to figure that out. That was not something I figured out. And I mentioned earlier that I was terrible for months, and that was why. It was be just specifically because of the rejection. I didn't know how to handle it. Nobody ever taught me, mm. and I didn't have a, I didn't have a leader there at that time that could teach me how to do that. So I figured that out through trials and tribulations. And I was so broke going into door to door. I had holes in my shoes. I remember getting into uh, houses just to rest my feet because they were bleeding. And I remember specifically one time I bled on somebody's white carpet and they didn't see it. And I was like, I, I know a Kirby guy. I'm so sorry. I was in like, I'm Kirby in the trunk. Hey, Chris Burgess. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris Wood, he could still get in some great vacuum. But um, I was, it was, it was terrible. You know what I mean? And I, and I saw I was pushed so low to try to figure that out. And I'm, I'll never, I'll never forget being uh, morally conflicted on whether I should let them know that I bled on your carpet. And I, and, I, and I walked down or I walked out with kind of my head held pretty low. Like I bled on your carpet and I didn't tell you I bled on your carpet. Mm. I don't know if that was a good or a bad thing. Mm. <laughs> and I just remember like trouncing down the street in Kentucky, just like, fuck my life. Mm, there it is. This is tough. Three, we're done. That's <laughs> four. We're all in 100 gets none. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was tough, man. But uh, And it was all because I didn't know how to handle rejection. Like I went through all that pain because I just didn't know how to handle rejection. It's a skill. Yeah. It's not like a as we talked before, like what one man can do, another can do it. This isn't a jump from the free throw line type moment. This is just a simple skill, mm-hmm. almost as simple as eating with a fork. Like if you were never taught to eat with a fork and somebody gave you one, you'd be like, wait, right? on that note, let me see your pen. Do you guys hold your utensils like this? If you do, I can never talk to no. you again. Okay, no, good. absolutely not. Absolutely. I just wanted to clear that. We all shut, hold them. Shout out my man, Justin Bailey. Oh, here. I hold no. my pen super weird as well. No, this is eating. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. really? <laughs> really? Hold let's, that up. Let's keep Hold going, guys. Let's keep going. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Something, something around <laughs> it's this. It's important stuff, you know, but anyways. I love how we're like shouting out like, like all like these people. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. What up? West West Gang Gang. Shut the throw at the H, dog. Shout out to Conor McGregor for that proper number 12 yeah. over here. Hey, she, she in me DMs. Yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? Hey, wake up. Wake up. Too much proper 12. Too much proper 12. Let's, let's move on. Let's, let's, <laughs> Really getting off the rails. Let's go. Uh, let's go. How top three tips on how to get in the get in the door. Get in the door. In the door. You weren't much of a transitioner, oh, so dog, I think we might just skip you for skip this. Me, one. Dude, We're I'm, gonna skip you for this. I'm one. coming back when you expect yeah. me. You yeah. know. I'm, I know. I'm, I know. I'm genuinely gonna skip you. You set poems for yourself. You come back. Yeah. This I, is. This is not. I know. Your, I drop by suit. unannounced. I'd love to come back when you guys are expecting me right. and you have some time to do some research before. Yeah, I get that's there. not what I'm talking about. I'm the about same. Here. Even when I go for same days. Okay. Anyway, I'll ask myself the same question. So even even with solar, I never set appointments for anybody. I was I was always going inside. Even if even when I first started the the um, my solar career, I didn't have the ability to same day close. But I would still go inside and do a full presentation and get a verbal commitment, and then come back with a contract in three days. So I'm always always going inside. I was taught very early on that the sales happened at the table. Mm, and sure. I wasn't trying to go anywhere else. So the, the shoes on or off to actually get in the door was huge. But as you mentioned before, being more entertaining than Jeopardy and making yourself super, super non-threatening, right? So by the time I ask you, I don't want to ask, we always talk about juice versus squeeze, right? Juice versus squeeze, you need enough juice to squeeze that transition in. Mm-hmm. So well, I don't want to ask you if I can come in the door and wonder if I'm coming in. 
Like for by sure. the time there has to be a significant reason for me to get in the door, I have to build enough juice, enough interest to where by the time I try to transition, you want me in there because you want what I have. Right. So when I'm looking to transition, it's not an ask. It's okay, let's go inside and talk about it. Mm -hmm. I need a place to put this down so I can show you exactly what you just asked about. Mm -hmm. So if you ask me a question, how much can it save me? Cool, let's go inside and talk about it. You have your bill. Let's write down on exactly on the bill, show you how it can save you, where it can save you, and exactly how much that'll be. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, so you have to, you're gonna ask me to come into your house essentially, and then when I transition, it's gonna be full steam ahead. As you mentioned, I don't think there's anything better than the tried and true shoes on or off. Works. If you ask me a question, I'm gonna tell you inside is where the answer is. Do you want me to take my shoes on or off? Let's go inside. You know Except I mean? he doesn't say shoes on or off, he says, do you want me to bleed on your carpet or on your floor? <laughs> Dude, still, still have had nightmares uh, about that. Well, one a little, sure. little side story. Uh, poor, poor O's dog got hurt yesterday yeah. and uh, bled all over his carpet. I assume. Yeah. Absolutely. So there you go. Full, full circle. Full, full circle. circle. Thanks a lot, Toretto. Yeah. He cut his foot. Toretto cut his dew claw. But yeah. Toretto's got plenty of money to buy shoes. He just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. He's lazy. I, uh, I would always, I would always transition. Uh, first door I ever knocked with Curtis. We went on the the Wicker Outdoor Furniture. I know at. Uh, uh, I know at uh, uh, in, in Arizona there was a lot of outdoor furniture and stuff, wicker stuff, right? They had like outdoor furniture stuff. Mm -hmm. It was easy to be like, hey, it's you know it's been super hot out here. I've been on my feet all day. Can I just sit down out here right. or to do a walk around in the backyard and try to get a transition to like a patio seating? So I was always much more confident, uh, you know, presenting from outside of the house. And and my my biggest transition wasn't to get in the house. I wanted to get you and me to the meter right. and or, or do a full walk around the house to look at the roof. I just say, Hey, I just need to do a quick roof assessment. If, you know, if there's, if there's vent pipes or if there's, you know, uh, if I can tell that there's damage then I won't even waste your time. Um, you want to grab your shoes and do a quick walk around with me. It'll take, you know, 30 seconds for us to walk around the house. Sure. And then after that, now I'm, now I'm transitioned, but oh, yeah. I think we, uh, I think we've gotten through, uh, through, through. through a bunch and we got we got to save some for next time i can't i want to do this again right. i know we're definitely doing this again so this let's wrap fun. it there cheers guys hey cool can stuff. i say something really quick to end out you guys got Please to use do. yours i need to use mine love you guys to the big ships the small ships and the best ships the friendships we love you guys hard nation uh thank you so much for everything you guys do dan dunn hopefully you approve brother and we look forward to seeing you guys all soon thank you shout out See to Sir, our guy peace